Thank you so much for joining us for episode 101 of the Adventure Games Podcast. I am joined as always by two good friends, Thomas Bex and Laura Cress. So hello Thomas and Laura, how are you guys doing? Hello! It's it's been a, it's been a while, it feels like. It, I, it wasn't in a way, but I don't know. It's, it's only been like two weeks, hasn't it? But it still feels like it's been a long time. Well, every week every week feels like a month nowadays. So. <laughs> yes, we are in lockdown 3.0 over here at time recording. Um, no, it has been longer because episode 100 is when we usually record. But for this uh, milestone episode, we had Ken Williams. So um, if people haven't heard that episode, you can check it out. It's out now. We can finally reveal who the guest was. And uh, Ken Williams, both myself and Thomas uh, spoke to him. Laura, unfortunately, was working or doing something else important. <laughs> I was just working. It wasn't, it wasn't anything that important. But yeah, it was one thing I couldn't get out of. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, we, we understand. Um, but yeah, it was uh, great speaking to him. He was a great person to speak to. Really interesting. Some really interesting anecdotes as well about his time as found, or co-founder and CEO of Sierra. And he talks about his book as well, so people can go back and listen to me and Thomas speak to him. And uh, Patreon subscribers mentioned that uh, they were itching to talk about it for a while because we had uploaded this uh, episode for Christmas and um, and they really enjoyed it. So hopefully people do as well. And if you want to hear these episodes early, I might as well say this now, you can check them out on patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast. So you get these episodes early, you get some other extras as well, such as spoiler special interviews with some developers as well, like developers of Whispers of Machine and Interrogation. And um, so you can help us out as well that way. Speaking of Patreon, we have a new uh, Patreon subscriber. I don't think I told you guys this, I forgot. Oh, no, but that's cool. But we have cool. a new Patreon subscriber. Awesome. Let's see if I can get his name right there. Uh, Quirkus Rubra. Uh, so ha- hello, Quirkus. Uh, thank you so much for your help. Yeah. And it is very much appreciated. Welcome and, to the community. Uh, yes, and thank you to all the subscribers um, who have st- stuck with us through this pandemic and through these hard times. It is very much appreciated. Now, again, if you are unable to help us uh, on Patreon, you can still help us by reviewing this podcast. You can go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash Adventure Games Podcast and you can review a podcast there and rate it there as well. That also really, really helps us. Um, and also, before we get to the games, uh, there's another podcast that I've just started called Shorsha Speaks With, that's S-E-O-I-R-S-E. And uh, this week that we're recording is a very special guest. <laughs> now, I've had Rolf Saxon again, Steve Vince, you know, they're very successful people. But this next guest is someone that I was really, really excited about. Oh, and... <laughs> No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'm no, the next one. Yeah. It was... Laura, you and, were my and guest. My, and my Martin. Host, uh, Martin You're... Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we didn't talk about Adventure Games. We spoke about Eurovision and your Eurovision podcast. And I had a great time speaking to you guys. Um, it was uh, really fun to chat to you guys. So if you guys haven't had enough of listening to me and Laura, yes. you can hear more of us in that uh, epi- episode. So that's um, shorshaspeakswith.com. And it's also available on podcast platforms. And the link to the episode will be in the show notes. So, Thomas, uh, so we have some games, some new games that we're going to discuss, including a big game release that we're going to talk about in Codia, 
uh, and Conspiracy in Sarawak's new games. But first, uh, there are some demos that we have played. And uh, Thomas, you mentioned you played some demos, correct? Yeah, um, I played these. I, I actually don't know if any, for sure if I played them last year, end of last year, or start of this year. Uh, but I played a couple of. It's demos. all one now. It's all like last year, it's this all year, blended <laughs> into one. It's uh, what is it? December sixty second now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to be. I think twenty 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 one are going to merge into one. I'm still in March twenty twenty. So yeah, but um, I played several demos, and there are three that I would like to uh, point out. The first one is Tukoni. Um, Tukoni is a. Uh, very cute point-and-click adventure by um, Oksana Bula and Alexei uh, Furman, where you play um, a hedgehog, I think. Uh, it is based on a series of award-winning books uh, uh, by Ukrainian artist Oksana Bula. Uh, and you play as Tukoni, the forest spirit, that's it, uh, who looks like a, a bit like a hedgehog. And uh, you're wandering around uh, the forest and you're basically solving puzzles with the, the all the stuff you find in the forest, uh, meaning uh, acorns, uh, mushrooms, etc. And uh, it was actually very, very cute. Uh, I think I streamed this one. Um, yeah, it's, it was a very cute demo. Uh, it took me about uh, uh, 40 minutes to finish. And it was it was very yeah it was the kind of game you could let your children play as well. Uh, there is it's all uh, graphics. There is no dialogue, uh, audible dialogue in it. So it doesn't matter what language you speak. This this game should be able should uh, 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 can appeal to anyone because it's very it's a very universal uh, uh, thing. Uh, besides being cute, um, so that was a that was a nice one. The other one I played. Sorry, how do you spell that, Thomas? For, I mean, I will include it in the show notes. Tukoni, for... T-U-K-O-N-I. Okay. I will include it in the show notes anyway, but yeah. Yeah, well, thank the, you for that. the second one I played is uh, Children of Silent Town, the prologue. Oh, yes, I played that yes. last year as well, uh, that demo. By Elf Games and Luna 2 Studio. Um, a bit of a Tim Burton-esque point-and-click adventure. Uh, it's a dark adventure game that tells a story of Lucy, a young girl growing up in a village deep into a forest inhabited by monsters. People disappearing is nothing uncommon in the village, but this time Lucy is old enough to investigate on her own. Or so she thinks. And this is, this is the prologue and we get to meet Lucy and play around with Lucy and you know, meet her parents and the forest. And this is definitely a game I, would, I'm, I'm, I want to play when it comes out. Uh, it's a, uh, The prologue released in November. So I guess I played it somewhere in December. I can't see when the actual game... Oh, it's coming soon. There's no uh, no date yet. Uh, but this is this does, again, what a good demo does. It makes you uh, interested uh, and anticipating uh, the game. It's, it's, it's cute, but in a Tim Burton-esque way. Yeah, I played this. I really liked this. Definitely yeah. Tim Burton-esque. It was one of my top demos of last year, actually, that I played. It, I played at one of the Steam festivals. I can't remember which one now. And it, it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of creepy. It was engaging. I did want to know what happened next. And uh, yeah, definitely. I definitely recommend that people check the demo out or the prologue out. And I definitely want to know what, what happens next uh, in the full game. 
So look yeah. forward to when that's released. Now, the third one I played uh, turned out to be the one that uh, interested me the most. I was not expecting mm. that beforehand. Uh, they were all good, or uh, I'm not saying anyone is bad mm. or anything. This one, I, this was a demo uh, called uh, The Life and Suffering of Sir Branty. I played it for three and a half hours. Wow, that's a long wow. demo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, With, how uh, do you by accident play the whole game again? No, 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 because it's, 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 uh, <laughs> it's the first two chapters. Right. And, Gosh, uh, wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a choose-your-own-adventure uh, visual novel style of game. And I found the story f incredibly fascinating. Uh, the world building is very well done. The art is very nice. You are dropped, you're basically playing uh, Sir Branty from birth and I guess till death. And the, the cool thing is you can die multiple times until you f die for real. And that is part of this world. Uh, so you can die a small death where you get resurrected. And if you die three times, then that's a final death. And there are uh, things that can happen that can cause you a final death. And sometimes this is because of the choices you make. It is it is uh, it is a bit like an RPG because you also have to the choices you make influence the stats that you get. So the things you do in chapter one uh, influence certain things that happen in chapter two. As in, uh, because chapter one is your childhood and chapter two is more your young adulthood. So you end chapter one with a, uh, a couple of stats and you start chapter two with different stats, with different, um, yeah, different stats. Like if, if you were to start the first game with dexterity and strength, you would start the second chapter with intelligence and wisdom. So, oh. uh, but the things you did in the first, uh, in the first chapter, uh, make up the stats you start with in the second chapter by saying, okay, this this stat is combined is 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 uh, is the combination of this and this stat from the first chapter. So that um, it all influences each other, and I found the just the whole world building just incredibly fascinating. Uh, it's a lot of reading. Uh, it's a yeah, it's a narrative driven visual RPG novel with a lot of visual novel. But as I said, you get I, I played for three and a half hours. You get a lot of bang for your buck for this uh, for this demo. And I was actually disappointed that it was a demo and stopped after two chapters because I definitely would have played more. Uh, and you can you you can choose what order you go into. And there's a lot of replayability uh, possibility here. Uh, so I guess he's hoping uh, that when the game comes out, maybe you can pick up from that second chapter rather than doing it again. But I guess if there's different choices, it doesn't really matter. Not... It could be, but if I had to start over, I would definitely try and make some different choices. Yeah, so, yeah. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, it's it should come out somewhere in in the first quarter of cool. this year. So uh, we'll see. Like it, so many. Uh, so those were the the demos I recently played. I down I, I also downloaded a few more. Uh, hopefully, I can uh, talk about that uh, the next time. Nice. I had not heard of this game. No, I just neither did I. For the first time. And I've just wishlisted it because it does look really interesting, Thomas. So uh, the, the, the Life and Suffering of Sir really? Branty. Uh, developers Sever and publisher 101 XP. Nice. Okay. Nice. Thank you. And they're all on Steam as well. Probably yes. other places as well. But uh, mainly yeah, I got, I got all the demos from Steam. Yeah. On Steam. So, okay. Thank you. Uh, well, I played a demo recently as well. It's called uh, Grund, G-R-U-N-N-D. 
And uh, this is from a developer, uh, Olas Osh. And I was actually the first person on his Discord. So I've been following this game ever since it, he started making it, really. And I've been really curious, really interested. So finally he released a demo. And I was able to get my hands on it, or well, or rather play it. And um, so basically the story is from the demo that you are on the train back home, but you oversleep and you arrive at the final destination of the train. And you get out and you ask the station master for uh, wh when was the next train. He said he doesn't have the, the schedule. So he says, come back tomorrow morning and he'll give you the schedule then. And in the meantime, you have to find a place to stay for the night in this town. And so you need to explore and investigate this town and find a place to stay the night. Now, this is a veteran game, so more happens. And it's funny, I've never watched Twin Peaks. I've never seen it, but mm. I, I think I can tell when something has Twin Peaks vibes. And this game certainly seems like it has Twin Peaks vibes. It's very surreal, very strange, very mysterious. And all the characters are, again, strange and mysterious and... Uh, kind of like something not quite right with them or the town as well and really interesting to find out what's going on there's a narrator as well who narrates um just things that are hap happening and he uses lots of metaphors and uh so very lynchian uh, in fact mm. and um so you stop selling it you got me yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say, I've, I've never seen twin peaks but this really oh, captivated me but it, it does seem like it's because I have played other games and seen other things that definitely Twin Peaks 5. I should probably watch Twin Peaks, but... Yeah, um, the first series, anyway, it goes a little bit Yeah, mad. definitely maybe. the first and yeah. the first half of season two. Yeah, yeah, then the <laughs> okay, second so half maybe specific there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this game, Grun, so you, you basically are exploring the, this town. And I don't want to say too much more. I mean, the demo was short enough. It took me about 40, 45 minutes. But you kind of get uh, you get a sense, you get a taste of the full game, and it is story driven. And as I said, the characters are very mysterious, very weird, very strange. The voice acting is fantastic, and it's great because this is an independent game. But it also proves that even if you're an independent game, it's still possible to get fantastic voice acting. Because at least in this demo, the voice acting was great, including there is a child. And a lot of times with uh, with children, uh, at least uh, characters, they're usually done by adults pretending to be children or sometimes children. And usually they sound awful, but in this case, it sounds good. And all of them sound, well, natural. Um, I also love the visual style, the artistic style. And if you see, direct, I know this is odd, audio. It's very noir. Very noir, but also I, I absolutely love the way it looks. It looks beautiful, the, the visual style. Very... Artistic. It's almost like a painting as your character is walking across the screen. Um, it, it does look like you're playing in a, in a painting. And it is, you know, it does look fantastic. The music is very haunting as well. And it didn't take me too long. But it, this demo did, we spoke at, uh, you know, the last uh, review episode about demos that, you know, they made us buy. You, know, you Thomas, they made you buy these games. Well, this demo does, is exactly like that because I was already wishlisted. But it makes me want to play the full game now. The full game won't be out until, I believe, 2022. But in the meantime, we have this demo to play to get a taste of it. And it's looking really, really good. If the whole game is like this demo, then it, it will be one of the games of the year 2022, I think. Um, so I definitely recommend people check this out. It's on Steam. It's on itch.io. Uh, it's called Grun, G-R-U-N-N-D. downloaded um, that demo now. So it's on, it's on Steam and itch.io. I would definitely recommend that people check it out. Now, it's more narrative focused than puzzle focused. 
Um, and the developer said that on the Steam page as well. So if you want some really hard puzzles, maybe this isn't the game, but if you want a really intriguing story, um, then I would definitely recommend that people check out this demo, 40-45 minutes. And I believe, I don't know if it's uh, non-linear, because at the end it said this thing happened, this thing happened, and so I think, oh, maybe if you do things a diff different way, maybe different things will happen. But yeah, so that is Grund, G-R-U-N-N-D. And I was very happy, because you know, I've been following this game, and I really wanted to, to, I was hoping it would be good, and so far, at least from the demo, it's good. And um, I recommend people check it out. Uh, so, Laura, have you played any demos or shall we get to um, full games? I'm uh, trying to think, really, but I was one thing I was going to mention is we were talking, obviously, about Steam festivals. Oh. Uh, the Steam Game Festival is happening again. There's another one. It, by the time this comes out, it'll have been out for a few days. It started on February the 3rd. Uh, and, uh from Wednesday, February the 3rd to February the 9th, so Tuesday. So hopefully, but uh, yeah, if this comes out uh, not long after we've recorded this, then it'll still be on. So that'll be another loads more demos to try then as well. But yeah, I'm oh, not really. I didn't know because I forgot yeah. to mention the the last Steam uh, demo festival. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was on. Just too many. I know, <laughs> to, but to yeah, I've so I've not really played some, but maybe I will in this next one. Cool. Um, well, looking forward to hear what you think. Um, so you played. Um, uh, you played Cloudpunk, which I reviewed last year. Yeah. Um, so what? What? I'm very curious to know what you thought. What? What did you think about this game? What yeah. Was your thoughts. So we. I won't go too much into the backstory because you can obviously listen to Shosha's review for that. Just that it's obviously it's a, a neon noir, um, sort of story, as you might expect from the the title Cloudpunk. It does draw a bit of cyberpunk um, uh, similarities, but. Better probably in terms of at least in terms of like it hasn't had all this uh, no bugs that I found <laughs> no bugs exactly yeah um, and just yeah the, the idea is you're a delivery person in this very futuristic world and you've got and you're working with this delivery service Cloudpunk and you've got to deliver these packages and you've got to survive the night basically in this crazy are, world. are you sure you didn't play Death Stranding yeah exactly yes it's a bit it's no, a bit it like looked, Death Stranding but I, I, it looks I, I, a lot I better in terms of yeah, so, sorry no I haven't city. played Death Stranding but this seems more interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> less no boring yeah there's parts of Death Stranding that are interesting but there's also parts that aren't um, and, and Cloudpunk has more interesting parts I think but yeah uh, first of all I'll say I just really enjoyed uh, I didn't realise how much you get to like really drive around this city mm. um obviously delivering packages but you can just there's a lot of exposition and in those points you can just drive around and the city looks great it's really built up like they put a lot of detail into it there's towering skyscrapers it's all lit up in neon lights people are walking around and there's loads of people you can interact with as well i don't know if they've added more people since you've played shorsha but there's loads of little side missions you can you can approach people and it's quite unusual things. Sometimes it's just people want you to deliver something else. Other thing, times they're looking for someone that's missing that you might bump into. Other times, you know, you pick up a, someone's lost credit card um, and you can decide to give it back or just steal the money and stuff like that. So, And the game is full of choices as well, uh, not just in the main storyline, but also um you know in the sort of side missions so i enjoyed that aspect of it that there was quite a lot of times you had to make decisions so i didn't really feel sometimes that there was a big change mm, with the, yes. the choices you made apart from one or two in the end but it was nice anyway to have the choices it was kind of nice but yeah like i said nice to have the choices i thought the city was very cool to drive about and in your hover car you've got this hover car mm -hmm. that you can drive vertically and 
uh, go throughout this like busy mass of the city. So that was really cool driving the hover car. Um, I thought the voice acting was really good. Camus, the you've got this dog, dog slash AI. car. <laughs> Basically, you had to sell your dog um, because the debt collectors were coming, but you kept his like motherboard. So you then input him into your car. So you've got like a dog slash car. Uh, and whoever voiced... Does he wag his tail lights? Yeah, I think he will. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah, it makes so sense in the game. It makes sense in the game. And also, I just think the voice actor really fits for that role. So it works really well. And Rania, the delivery girl that you play, is also really good. And everyone is voiced up as well, which I thought was mm -hmm. really well done. Um, you know, particularly, it's not, you know, it's... I don't know how big the team is, but I wasn't maybe expecting everyone to be voiced up, mm -hmm. even like some of the really small characters. So that was really good. The story in general, I was interested by. I thought, you know, there's there's a lot going on there. Sometimes I was a little bit confused as to everything that was happening. I don't know if you felt the same for that, Shorsha. But um, yeah, near the end, there's like a big choice you have to make. Again, I wasn't quite sure which way to go. I don't know. They didn't signpost it the best, but... It's still very enjoyable. I've, and it was one of the few games, there's not many games where I enjoy like doing all the little side tasks because I'm a bit like, oh, I just want to get the main thing done. But for this, I did actually, I think just because I enjoyed driving about the city, really. And, and yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was really great. And it just felt very, you know, free that you could just go about and dock in places and speak to people. There's one or two things where it was a bit like, you know, you can you can eat food if you want, but there's absolutely no point to doing it at all. You don't have health, so it doesn't drop. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's just more there to... Yeah, it was know. there, and I was a bit like, I don't I did, understand. actually. You <laughs> did. I think there's a thing where you have to, like you have to eat, uh, drink some coffee and do some, meet somebody. But yeah, most of it is. But uh, yeah, there's loads of interesting characters to meet. There's, you know, people who want to tell you their life story. You know, you can get involved in that if you want. You don't have to. You can just continue the main story. So yeah, I thought it was really... It was... I was... I was expecting something like that, but maybe not quite as ambitious, but I played mm. it. And I also played this on stream. And I have to say, everyone who was watching it was like, wow, this is really cool. Like the people mm -hmm. weren't expecting it to be, because as well as driving, obviously there is a third person. When you get out of your ship, you, you move around the person and you can just explore uh, parts of the city. Um, and I think just people weren't expecting it to be both that experience of driving and running about and chatting to people and it's yeah it's you know there's there's a lot going on really um yeah so the, on, on the whole i enjoyed it yeah and they have made improvements since i played it as yes. well um yeah because it, and actually it was so quick that they made improvements that i had to edit my 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 interview my review <laughs> my written review Did you? Because, uh, one of the criticisms that i had and clearly a lot of people had was in the uh walking section the running section they had a fixed camera yes, angle which they changed the, yeah, they've changed it. Now, it wasn't a big deal, but um, it was a bit annoying, but they have completely changed that. I yeah. believe they've added a first-person view when you're driving slash flying as well. So they have uh, made... Yeah, you can swap to that if you want. Yeah, yeah. which d they didn't have when I played as well. So, again, fair play to the developers for making these changes and improvements so quickly as well that they listened to feedback and they acted on it so, so quickly. I mean, the game was really good when I played it, but they've made it even better, it seems. And um, yeah, I mean, I loved it. As, as you know, it's, you know, the city was like a living, breathing city. It's like a yeah. dumb character. There were just parts and, literally where I was just taking screenshots because I was like, this looks yes, amazing. Yes, I did as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's kind of like, how to describe it? It's like flying through, you know, Blade Runner, mm. you know, the Blade Runner city. So it felt Blade Runner-esque, but as if you could fly the hover car 
in Blade Runner. Now it's yeah. different. That's different to Blade Runner, but it felt kind of like that. And it's, um, I mean, I loved it. I really, really liked it. Yeah, my my only it. the only sort of one negative I had was sometimes the the exposition does go on for quite a long time for some parts, and there was like when they're talking right, quite yeah. a lot, and I was like, okay, I kind of get the gist of what. But then they, you know, they'd have these long philosophical conversations, and a bit of that yeah. is fine. But there were bits <laughs> where, and I think because partly part of it is. There was some you could sort of skip forward dialogue when you'd read it, but some bits it didn't let you do that if it was mm. dialogue you were supposed to be having in the car and things like that. And you um, couldn't skip it, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but that was but most for the most yeah. part. I was intrigued that, by the story, so it didn't matter too much. Yeah, that that didn't really bother me. What I thought was a missed opportunity was there wasn't as many puzzles as I thought, and I'm not someone yeah. who wants no, there, puzzles it's all not the really time. A puzzle but, game, really, is it? And it's, again, it's fine. But I thought that earlier on, when you have to convince a bouncer to let you into a nightclub. I thought, oh, this could be fun. Uh, this could be, I don't know, not that it wasn't, but I thought, oh, this could be like a distraction puzzle or something. But it turns out to be very, very easy. Kind of like the game does it automatically. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is kind of not bad, but a missed opportunity. I suppose, um, yeah, that's what but, I would say. If you're, in terms of recommendations, mm. if you're looking for a puzzle game, it's probably not for you. Yeah. But if you're looking for a story, but, story-driven game, um, or, I mean, it's it's much more like your, your collectibles and things like that. You're picking up collectibles and you're also meeting people and doing little quests. So it's more yeah, that I, kind of style of game. Yeah, no, I mean, to be fair, I really liked everything else about it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it looks great. Also, and also people had an issue with the flying parts of the game. I didn't. Now, I know the two of us probably played on the controller. I Maybe played on the controller, yeah. And that, that um, I, I found that a lot better. I swapped, actually. I was playing on keyboard, then I swapped. Oh, no, I'd recommend it. I mean, I haven't played yeah, on keyboard, but definitely. I would imagine if you're flying around City, the, it's, it wasn't as awkward as I thought, because usually when I like fly or drive um, in, in games, uh, or in real life, <laughs> but in games in particular, it's I find it very awkward. But here, it didn't seem to be that awkward. Um, yeah, I think it takes a little getting used to because you can fly, yeah. you can fly vertically and horizontally, and there's you know different mm. buttons for sliding to the right and left and stuff. But I got used to it eventually. And to be honest, it doesn't even if you really total your vehicle, it doesn't. You, can you still just get pay a, a bit of money and then yeah. Yeah, you just you just drive slowly to the yeah. garage. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the game just lands you in it. Like there's no prologue, no intro. You just that's there. true. There is yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit like okay. Which I liked. Yeah, Which I liked. But I liked. I felt there was a, it, there wasn't as much explanation in terms of buttons and like the map and how it that all yeah, works. It's just, but you just you figured, yeah. But also, you, you get out. to know the story of the main character Rania, why she's there, and her backstory yeah, as the game true. goes on. So anyway, so we'd recommend yeah. it. Would you? <laughs> uh, Cl- Cloudpunk. I mean, I loved it. It's uh, for me probably just as my top three games of the year, probably number four or so. Um, would would that uh, be anywhere for you, Lord? Probably, you know, like, yeah. I'd say or... four, four or five, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to have a think, but yeah, so somewhere yeah. around them. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was Cloudpunk. It's available, I believe it. Well, definitely on Steam. Was it on GOG? I, I don't know. Uh, we'll, probably, we'll have the links. It's by Ion Lands uh, Developer. Yes. And uh, again, uh, fair play, kudos to Ion Lands. This is our first game, and what a game to start with. Excellent game. <laughs> so look forward to see what they do next. Um, so going from Cloudpunk, uh, but we, st- we stay with uh, In the Sky, uh, because we're going to a steeled sky, and we're going to go beyond the steel sky, which don't know if we've spoken about this. <laughs> don't know if we've spoken about this at all, <laughs> <laughs> in particular. Uh, but Thomas, you had a chance to play Beyond the Steel Sky, another cyberpunk game. Finally, as well. got, to, uh, got to play it, yeah. <laughs> so what, yeah, again, I... we, we've spoken about this already, but what were your thoughts on this game? What is your opinion well, as you played it? <laughs> 
It's, f- it's okay. You can disagree with me as well. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm messing. <laughs> I had uh, some issues with the beginning of the game. Yes. I thought the beginning was boring. I can understand that, I'll be honest. I, I think Georgia well, feels differently, but I, I get once, that. Yeah, well, once you get into the city, the story does take off. And it is one hell of a story. And it looks fantastic. It looks stunning. It's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous game. It sounds great. And uh, I end up uh, enjoying it tremendously. Uh, but in the beginning, and that's also a bit to do with my state of mind, uh, probably, because uh, with everything that's going on, I, I, I probably was not very patient. And I ran into a, a few things to here and there. But you guys kept saying, just get into the city. Uh, it gets it, it it gets so good there, and that is true. So uh, yeah, I I end up really liking it. And uh, if I had finished it before I had made my top ten, uh, then I probably would have put it in the third spot. Mm, so you didn't uh, really like it. <laughs> yeah, right, right after uh, it was one of those games that stuck with me that mm. I finished. And then um, uh, the more uh, distant, because I finished it like three weeks ago or something. And the more distance I got between myself and the game, the more I started to like it. Uh, and just the themes are very good. Uh, the story is, as I said, is, is, is great. It, it, it plays very easy uh, once you get hang of it, because I played it with keyboards first and I didn't like that. Uh, for some, yeah, I had a it's... lot of issues controlling the character, and I think that might have also contributed to, to why I didn't really enjoy the beginning of the game. Uh, but when I switched to a controller, uh, that went so much better. All in all, definitely play this game if you're into cyberpunk. Play this game if you're into point-and-click adventure games. Play this game if you if you love a great story. Uh, just go out and play this game because it's worth it even if you haven't played the first one but the first one mm. is free on steam and gog <laughs> so get the first one play it then play the second one now i i i, I understand what you mean i personally didn't find the beginning boring but i do know what you mean because you start off outside a city and the first kind of few puzzles you know you're kind you you are blocked from getting into the city to find a way into it and this is what for as I said, for me in this case it was an issue because there were other stuff that I was doing. Uh, it wasn't just trying to get into the city, but there were other characters there and other puzzles that you know that I enjoyed. But it's when I spoke to Dave Gilbert, I know name drop, but it was a point to this. Uh, when I spoke to him for uh, one of the first few episodes, he mentioned that in his first Blackwell game, uh, that the first puzzle was uh, Rosa trying to get into the apartment, and he said people didn't like that because at the very beginning of the game you were blocked from doing something and people found that frustrating that it didn't move the story along it didn't move the game forward and so probably beyond has that you know that maybe that's why Thomas I think uh, Laura as well you mightn't have liked that aspect so I can definitely understand that it's frustrating I want to get into the city why can't I get into the city and I also think I do wonder if it's a bit because that that section was used consistently as the the sort of demo it's Um, it's the least best part yeah I know it's weird isn't it and it's and I wonder if it's because it was consistently used as the demo part and it was more just to show what was yeah rather than 
really it felt almost disconnected a bit from the rest of the story it was felt like it, you could tell it felt as this separate thing that didn't really click with the rest of what happened i don't know like it felt you could feel some kind of dissonance you, you could remove it you know it yeah. is one of the yeah. issues with games of venture games in particular it seemed to be added there a little bit arbitrarily um just to kind of like block you or try as a puzzle whereas you could have just completely it didn't really have much to do to hold with the full story you could have removed this section and get straight into the city maybe would have been, the game would have been better that way i, I didn't have an issue with this because i like the characters uh, there but i do understand um your your point um but the other side if anybody listening if you are struggling beginning wait until you get into the city and it does pick up then that's when the game really gets really good um, but yeah, so you ended up really liking it, Thomas. And yes. again, you uh, fair play for sticking with it, that you kept going and you ended up, it was your third favorite game of the year. Yeah. Be- well, as I said, I think it, my uh, the whole the whole situation in the world right now with the pandemic right. and my own personal situation has made me quite a bit uh, impatient. No, that's um, fair. And maybe a bit grumpy every now and then. And I think... I think, I think we're uh, all a little bit the, at times. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, uh, I think that caused me to be a bit harsher on, on, on the games I've played recently uh, when I got stuck. Um, it was just, yeah, you, you were, yeah, when you were talking about Cloudpunk, I was thinking about Beyond the Steel Sky when you were explaining, when you, when you were uh, telling that. I was, yeah, I did that too. Just look at the, at one point you're, you're up, uh, on one of the bigger buildings, on the, on the more higher buildings, um, and you get a beautiful view of the city. I'm like, wow! It's 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 <laughs> it's supposed to be a dystopian, but it oh, sure as hell yeah. looks very beautiful from <laughs> up here. It's definitely, I think, Revolution's most ambitious game uh, to date. I mean, they have, they have made ambitious games and big games before, Broken Sword, of course. But this, I think, with the scope and everything, for me, is their most ambitious game. And for me mostly work because it hasn't always worked you know when they went 3d with broken sword 3 and then broken sword 4 there i had some issues with those games but then i think this is where they got it right you know what i like about this game is you can clearly see that they're improving <laughs> they're good to begin with but that they're using what they've learned with 3d and with the puzzles in 3d and they've used that in this game as well so i'm really excited to know what they're going to work on next whether it's broken sword 6 or a new game as well i'm really really curious to know um, I imagine the next game will be 3D as well. I don't think they'll be going back to 2D. If the 3D is like this, if I it's have like zero this, issues I'll... with it. Exactly. As long as the, because the, the main reason... Uh, there, is no, there is no reason to uh, bitch on 3D because of how it looks. Because yeah. the, uh, it looks stunning nowadays. If you look at mm-hmm. Heaven's Fold or, or Beyond the Steel Sky, etc., there is no reason for it not to look good. But the controls have yeah. to be fluid. Yeah, and I think exactly. that's that is, more the issue normally when yeah. people have an issue is the controls they have an issue with. And yeah. we're used in adventure games having a usually having a fixed camera. Yeah. Yeah. So that takes some getting used to. That's with traditional anyway. Point and with click. traditional, yeah. yeah and, and there's probably, but uh, I, and I remember from back when uh, 3D was in its infancy and it was rightfully bitched upon because it looked terrible and it played terrible. It played terrible, so <laughs> and I guess that's why that's why a lot of people still uh, hate hate on 3D. But if it plays like like this, uh, and again with the con- with the controller, it it went so much better than with the mouse and keyboard. So, yeah, it it, it for a staunch adventure game, 
I hate to say it, conservative as I am sometimes. Uh, I have You're to. Uh, no, well, only, only when it comes only when it comes to to playing with with keyboard and mouse because uh, I, I traditionalist I'm not a, maybe. I'm, yeah, traditionalist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I know. Uh, what you mean. I'm, I'm I'm similar. So. So yeah, that's. Uh, I I like that that nowadays it it, it played. Heaven's Vault played better with the controller. Yeah. Uh, Nine Witches played way better with the controller. So I. I it, it could it, it might also lower uh lower the threshold of people playing it because so many people nowadays grow up playing games on controllers and not mm -hmm. necessarily on mouse and keyboard so all Try i it. can say is uh yeah let's let's keep doing this yeah if it plays like this yeah no so looking forward to see what revolution do next uh, hopefully we'll find out relatively soon but yeah that was beyond the steel sky it is it is kind of funny by the way if you think about it that we see a trend sort of of people that play games like this moving uh, more and more towards controller while people that play games that sh like shooters that traditionally use controllers are playing more that's, and more yeah. Yeah, more. <laughs> yeah that's true actually yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny that yeah, yeah funny that. Work. well uh, thank you thomas uh, for your uh, detailed review of uh, Beyond the Steel Sky. So I no, don't know if we're contractually obliged to talk about Beyond the Steel Sky in every episode. Now. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be talking about it no. much more. No. <laughs> I think uh, so thank you for that. Um, and before so we get to new games, I forgot that you played this, uh, Laura. You played, was it the Bug Snacks? Is it an adventure game? Is it good? It's That's a. Hard, it's... I would say it's kind of like a maybe action adventure game, or there's okay. adventure elements. It's a very odd game. It's on the PS5, and it's so if you have a PS5, you might be looking for more games to play. Uh, it's 3D, very bright, colorful world, and basically this whole idea of um, these bug snacks are like half bug, half snacks. So there's like a weenie worm, which is like a hot dog <laughs> shaped worm. Uh, and they've discovered these creatures basically on this island, these uh, explorers, and these people have set up camp there, and you are a journalist and you go to figure out what's happened because um, you were invited to speak to them and then everyone's left the village, so you have to work out what's going on. Um, along the way, you have to, cap like, a bit like Pokemon, you have to try and capture some of these animals. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very much like that, and they all say their um names out loud like so the weenie worm is like weenie worm weenie worm like when you're chasing it it's quite Sounds funny like an like an episode of uh of, of, of the muppet show or something yes it, it feels very much it's very joyful i have to say it's very cartoony and good fun so basically that's colorful yeah yeah and it's got it's got a bit of platforming elements to it it feels a bit like spyro in in that sense in the bright colors and there's like a little bit of like trying to get to different platforms and you've got to complete certain quests before you unlock new areas uh, but yeah, I would definitely say if you want to like a break from like the dreariness and you, you happen to have, um, you know, a, a PS5. There's dreariness in the world? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a PlayStation exclusive Five. or console I, exclusive? I, I, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's just on, as far as I know, it's a PlayStation 4, PS4. I think you can get it on Mac and Windows as well. So not on Steam, but as in you could buy it for, for uh, uh, Windows or, or Mac. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would say check it out. It's and basically the the whole the, there are puzzle elements because uh, there are different ways to capture different bug snacks. Um, so you can't just catch it with a net. You've got to like trip some of them up. If the, some of them are moving too quickly, there's ones you have to trip. But sometimes your you know it doesn't your machine doesn't work on all types of environment because there's lava, there's ice. Um, the bugs have different powers. Um, so some of them are like ice lolly shaped and will freeze you if you go near them. 
Um, and yeah, and there's other things like, for example, there's little popcorn shaped snacks that you have to set on fire so that they will actually become popcorn and then you can catch them. So there's little puzzles. Um, and it's just like a really charming world. Very, very charming. The characters are all nuts. Also, the mad thing is, is that you feed the bug snacks to the characters and then part of their limbs become that snack. So if you fed them a weenie worm and then you clicked on their right arm, their arm becomes this hot dog. It's a very odd game, but I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's, yeah, it's just a bit of a laugh, really. I guess it's like sort of Animal Crossing meets Pokemon meets sort of Spyro, something like that. A bit of platforming, bit of questing and a lot of weird little creatures. The creatures are the best part, to be honest. They're, they're just very cute. And you of- often feel a bit bad that you have to capture them and feed them to these people, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's all very strange and um, cute. So if you, if you want a, a bit of a break away from maybe more serious titles, definitely I'd suggest give it a go. Cool. Okay, that's Bug Snacks. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> Okay, so uh, what a new game that I just played is called Sarawak. Uh, S A R A W A K. I got this on uh, Steam, and um, so this is a literary adventure game. So it's uh, the developers call it a narrative adventure game. So basically, it's like an interactive novel with some puzzles and with um, some really really beautiful illustrations um, as well. So you play as a young woman called Maya Green. Who's believe in her uh, early 20s and you're told that well there's been a murder at Oxford University one of the professors at Oxford University has been murdered or been found dead and the game starts off uh, with a, a policewoman interviewing you in the cafe and she tells you that your mother is the main suspect so this is naturally quite a shock to you so then you have to decide so there are choices in this game as well you decide okay do you continue speaking to this uh, police officer, do you try and get out of this uh, interview, this conversation with her, to try and contact your mother to find out what's going on. So basically to find out at first who is the professor and what is his relationship to your mother and what actually happened. And your investigation takes you across Oxford and then you go to Borneo uh, and you go to Sarawak, which is the title of this game. I go to the jungles of Borneo as well. And one of the funny things is this game is set in 2020, in July 2020, but it seems to be a post another kind of a, another world where there's no corona, no COVID. So that's what I liked about it. <laughs> you could travel easily to another country. Um, but no, I really liked it. It's, uh, it's a short enough game. It took me about 99 minutes. Um, but again, it, it didn't really need to be that much longer. Uh, there's 11 chapters all, the, all together. It's very well written. It's an Agatha Christie style murder mystery that you are uh, just trying to figure out what's going on. And the story moves along at a brisk pace. And every chapter has something going on. There are some nice puzzles as well. The puzzles are not too difficult. But there are some kind of logic kind of puzzles. But again, I have no issue with them. But for example, you have to do a crossword kind of or just one line of a crossword. Uh, you have to open locks in the gates uh, to get into to a residence. And um, there are others as well. So when you're in Borneo, you have to fix, you know, the lights uh, in a power station. And you know, puzzles like that. But again, they're not too difficult. But they do help to break up the gameplay. And so that's what I, what I liked as well. And then the, there is also some really good music. Um, there is some, uh, you know, good music to play into the story. And uh, one thing I liked as well is you can turn off this type of music, if you're streaming, you can turn off the copyright music. So if you're streaming and you've um, 
copyright issues, there's an option there to turn it off. So well, I, I really like that from the developers that they're, uh, you know, thinking of the streamers. And then the illustrations as well. Every so often there are illustrations and it looks gorgeous. There's one part in particular when you're scrolling down and it goes from night to day and it looks really really beautiful and when you're on the train as well you see the train moving and again they're simple enough but they're really effective and really really beautiful um so yeah no real complaints about this game i would have liked it to be longer um but again that's that's always a good sign it's a very good sign i really really enjoyed it. it's a very well written game i mean i love murder mysteries as well and one of the good things about this game is that you, you can introduce someone who maybe it you know doesn't usually play games to this if someone likes reading books and if they like murder mysteries or invest, you know, detective games, you can maybe give them this game saying, look, you can try this. You know, there's nothing too complicated and it's very easy to get into. And I said, well-written story with an interesting uh, main character who you're rooting for. And, uh, and, and yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. It was a nice surprise because I didn't know too much about it. But uh, when I heard about this game, I was like, this sounds like something I would enjoy. And thankfully I did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that is... Sarawak and it is available on Steam probably other places as well but uh, Steam is um, you know the main place as well definitely again, if you like well written uh, story like interactive uh, novels like this with some puzzles thrown in I would definitely recommend it um, that is Sarawak cool so uh, so, so Laura again before we get to Encodia uh, Laura you had to, you played a game you, you've you become a conspiracy theorist right <laughs> no <laughs> did I just say no <laughs> not at all uh, but I have played a game called, called conspiracy. conspiracy oh that that was it that was it, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was, it was nope um <laughs> by uh, the developer uh, Tim Scheinman, um, who we uh, have spoke about on the show before because uh, he also made Family and Rivals, uh, two other sort of similar kind of detective games. Uh, and this has got, a, it's got the same kind of sort of graphic, graphic feel. It's very much, your, it's one screen, you're looking at Polaroids and you're trying to match up Polaroids with dates again, like you did in Family and Rivals. But this time, instead of it being based kind of around bands and music, this time, you are going into sort of a, a conspiracy theorist head and the idea is uh it's asking you to um look sort of journey into the heart of the deep state and uh, f- figure out the hidden truths of these conspiracy theories that's going on and this plot to uh you know um rig the elections and basically the idea is there are a set number of dates and a set number of events which are represented by polaroids and you've got to match the dates with the events and to by do, to do that you have to listen to um tape recordings that you're given you have to read newspaper clippings and articles uh, all in this one screen which is on like a kind of uh, desk uh, layout uh, and a bit like with Return of the Oberdin, when you get, I think Return of the Oberdin, I can't remember if it was five or three you had to get right, but with this it's uh, five. Uh, and when you get five, uh, match five things together, then you're told it's right. Up until then, you don't know. Uh, but yeah, I found it very enjoyable. A lot of the conspiracy theories it uses are real life conspiracy theories, and a lot of the events are real life events. So it makes it feel like you are really investigating, uh, you know real goings on and you are a real life detective you have to google a lot of events i love that um I, I, yeah that's cool i, I played yeah. it as well yes thomas played it so, as well. Uh, thomas played yeah, as well. I, yes. I i uh full disclosure i helped play test yes, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. and um i i i 
highly enjoyed that part of having to because it makes you look at things differently like um normally you're already looking for clues but now you're really looking for clues oh wait mm. super bowl those wait oh wait this is a date because this actually uh because it, it describes these two teams playing against each other in the super bowl yeah and then you yeah. start googling that and then you find that date and be like oh yes this works out because now and then yeah it's uh, it gives you a high le- high level of accomplishment when when that works out. Yeah, I think it was very cleverly done. Um, I think I enjoyed more in Family and Rivals because obviously because it was based around music bands, there was a uh, there was a lot more music you could listen to. This one doesn't didn't really have that kind of background stuff you could you could press. I think maybe I was taking more in a streaming uh, mm. side of things. You know, it, it's quite quiet because obviously you're just solving things, and it is. You know. I would say the first, unlike with most games where the beginning is easy, uh, with this, it's the other way around because, of course, you've got all the dates and all the events, uh, whereas by the last round, you've only got five to match up. Um, and, you know, it's easier to because you've got all the other ones right. Whereas with this, the first round was actually the hardest. Yeah. And quite, uh, there's a lot of information you have to take in and you have to really, really concentrate. Um, and so that was, once you got past that, I was like, okay, now we've got a bit more room to play with and it got a bit easier from that. But the first round was particularly hard. But after that, yeah, I mean, even so, still enjoyable trying to figure everything mm. out. And uh, yeah, great to, you know, have another spin on that sort of detective uh, genre as well, which uh, Tim has done so well with. And, you know, interesting to see if he'll take it even further. So I'd like to try it out because it also seems, you know, relevant for times we live yeah, in. Yeah, very seems... relevant. There's a lot of, I mean, it's <laughs> it came out in, in uh, December as well last year. Mm. So, uh, yeah, wow. uh, <laughs> a lot of things were going on then. But yeah, so basically it's, um, yeah, it definitely touches uh, on, and it's John Ronson is in it, by the way, as well. He uh, voices, uh, very briefly, I'd say, he, he voices at one of the tape recordings, but he's in it. And uh, the voice acting in general is pretty strong, I thought, for all the, tapes um yeah it's it's an enjoyable game it's definitely worth checking out especially if you enjoyed those kind of detectors target where you are where you're not able to brute force things where you really do have to figure mm. things out a bit like with Oberdin, i'd say definitely give it a go it's uh i believe it's on steam and itch.io nice i really want to check it out now it's uh... and it'd take you about maybe like two two to three hours i think so it's not like a really lengthy game Okay, so and as you said, the, the the boss puzzle was the first puzzle. <laughs> yeah, the, that was the hard, just because there's you know yeah. everything could be anywhere, and you 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 mm. sort of have to get your mind into how it works, uh, how, how as well. the game works. I, I was, right, I was, yeah. I was wondering, and that I I wanted to ask Tim about that as well. It's like, has he um, ever thought of maybe like for those uh, chapters to keep the difficulty at the same level, maybe add some red herrings to the game? that makes it less because at the, at, at the end you're left with five so it's just a matter of putting them in the right order but on the other hand i mean you do spend a lot of time on the first few chapters so you could also consider mm. that last chapter as sort of like oh this is the race this is the, the the sprint to the finish line and and then you finish this story and then you see everything in the right order and i also uh found out by watching you play that i could actually move all those Polaroids. I had no clue I could do that. Uh, <laughs> yes, made yeah, it a bit which easier. is handy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, I think if you like this kind of style of games, check check it out, Steam and itch.io. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. Uh, sounds like something I'd really enjoy. 
Uh, okay, so that is conspiracy. I believe there was an ex- exclamation mark. Yes, it's conspiracy. <laughs> conspiracy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's a conspiracy, apparently. Anyway, um, the final game then. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You know, Didn't you finish a game as well recently? I was going to mention that at the end. The, I was going to, uh, okay, okay, I'll mention it just now. Not that we're going I was going to mention that at the very end. Uh, you're ruining the surprise, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I finished. Flight of the Amazon? No, I did it as well. I finished Disco Elysium! Finally! And it was terrible. No, I'm kidding. It's, <laughs> it's uh, no, it's a, it, it is a great game. You know, you guys have spoken about it. Um, and you could spend a long, long time discussing it because there's a lot in the game. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's like an adventure RPG. And, you know, the, the dialogue, the writing is fantastic. Like, it's, you know, they do go into detail about a lot of things. I love the story. It's very kind of slow paced in a good way because I think the issue I had at, the, at first, again, you mentioned, Thomas, your mindset. I think my mindset when I first started playing the game wasn't right for this particular game because it took me three days in the game to uh, actually investigate the dead body. <laughs> um, well, that's normal. That's part of the whole yeah, thing. <laughs> exactly. But, because, but at the time, I was like you, Thomas, I wanted to get through this kind of more quickly. And this is not a game you should go to. I mean, it's a long game, at least for yeah. me. Um, oh, yeah. No, it is. It is, yeah. And so, because you're, so you're investigating this dead body that's hanging on the tree. Yeah, but just, just to make sure, it's not like you could do all that investigation on day one. It's not like you went through it at the exact right speed. Oh, exactly. Yes. Now, one of the good things about this game is, even though it is a long, it took me close to forty hours. It didn't feel long. At least when I was no. playing it the second time, that it's right length. There wasn't no, there was no padding in the game. Uh, there are different, you know, side quests. And one of the things that this game does really well is the um, uh, supporting characters. Uh, they are so well written as well that they stay in my mind. It's not just the main characters or the main story, but in the side quest. And I'll give one example is when you have to tell this woman that her husband died. And uh, again, it's very, very brief. Again, it takes about 20 minutes, 15 minutes in a 40 hour game, but that's stuck with me when you go and tell this girl that her husband died and it's brutal, you know, it's it, it's very, very upsetting. And you know, the way it's written as well, and it's really stuck with me. And she's just a minor supporting character. And it's this game is full of uh, moments like that. You know, it's funny in places, it's sad in places. Uh, you have this, you know, choices on how to be. You can, as the game mentions, you can accept bribes or you can be a model citizen. Uh, you know, the main character is alcoholic, but you can decide then as well what sort of uh, person you are. And uh, it's it's very well made. I also really liked how the tasks are listed because when I stopped playing, I came back a few months later. I was able to get into it relatively quickly because I'd seen the tasks then. Uh, which ones were finished, which ones I still had to do. It's like, oh, yes, I'm doing this, this, and this. Um, And it's not broken up into important tasks or less important tasks. Like, they're all kind of important. You have to do uh, them all. And then, as as I said, you know, I was concerned that I was going very slowly in the game, but apparently that was the normal way. And um, now, again, you can die in it, because like you, Thomas, I think I kicked uh, Postbox and I died at the very beginning. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is a fantastic game. Now, the one thing I would say is, because I usually play shorter games, um, I because I'd like to get into it, and then after a few hours of in the game, and in normal times, I might only have a few hours a week to play 
uh, game in my free time. It was only this time when we're in lockdown and a week off work, I was able to play it. But for people like me as well, I would say that you would need to commit to this game. Now, it is worth it. But again, for people who don't have a lot of free time, because I know people who do prefer to play shorter games, you know, like me as well, um, that is one thing that you need to consider. Um, definitely, I'd say it's worth it. If you have the time, you want to spend the time, you want to put the time into playing this game, it is worth it. It is a very, it's a great game. Um, but yeah, that's the one thing I would say. It's not, not necessarily a problem, but to, for you to consider that, yeah, you do need to commit to it. What, uh, what, one of the things I, I liked about this game, and uh, I watched a video on YouTube about it that kind of uh, brought that to my attention because I hadn't consciously uh, thought of that, was that normally you play the straight guy and everybody around you is weird. In this game, you are the weird guy. Yeah. Your, your, your sidekick is the straight guy. And most of the, and th this whole world is a bit weird, but most people are kind of quite straight. And I don't mean mm -hmm. straight in, in a sexual way, but as in, uh, not weird. There are a few weird characters yeah. in there. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's a groundbreaking game, this. No, definitely. It's, um, so yeah, definitely worth the hype. And again, if you have the time to play it, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, but yeah, so that is finally Disco Elysium I have finished. That will be like this ongoing story, this podcast that we <laughs> finally put an end to. Well, I finished uh, it exactly a year ago, so. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I think I yeah, did as well. Yeah. I know, I know, a bit one year late. So uh, now, next game, Desperados 2, Desperados 3, right? No, I'm not going to be That's only that 60 hours. <laughs> oh, man. You could probably do it faster um, than I did. So yes, yeah, so Thomas, you uh, you played a new game. Uh, speaking of, you know, that game was released a year ago, two years ago, but you played a game that was just released this year. Uh, you played Encodia. Encodia, yes. Uh, Encodia. So what what is this game about, and what did you think? This game is well, what's it's about? It's about uh, well, a girl and her droid, and that means okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's 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 a very known a trope. Uh, a, bo it a boy, and, a boy and his dog, or mm -hmm. in the case of Transformers, a boy and his car. Uh, so in this case, you are uh, Tina, a nine-year-old girl who lives on the streets of Neo Berlin, and uh, basically her only friend is Sam Fifty Three, her uh, a droid, uh, a robot guardian, and he takes care of her. They take care of each other because it's a dreary, it's a dreary place, Neo Berlin. Uh, the fact that a nine-year-old girl lives on the street says enough. And the first thing you you do is basically you have to you have to find food, and you have to find oil for Sam. And while you're doing that, you uh, become aware of a huge thing that is happening in the city that somehow ties into your own past as well. The past of a nine-year-old girl. Yes, the past of a nine-year-old girl. Uh, I can't. Long path, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I can't go too deeply into that because that would mean I had to spoil some things. But uh, this tiny girl goes on a huge adventure. It is a very traditional point and click game. It is point and clicking, combining items, talking to a lot of people, uh, doing the right thing in the right order, and that will continue uh, the story for you. Most of the puzzles are perfectly fine. It can be quite challenging. There was one or two that I uh, that for me were not that logical, mm. and um, but that's okay. Uh, the game itself looks 
again, stunning. It it looks so good. It is it is like you're playing an animation, a, a Studio Ghibli animation. They they describe it themselves as Studio Ghibli meets Blade Runner with the humor of uh, Monkey Island. Um, they wow, that's a <laughs> it's a high bar they put for themselves. But I have to say, they deliver. Uh, there are a few meta jokes that I didn't need. Uh, I mm. noticed that I'm not that big a fan of meta jokes in uh, in, in games because they nowadays they, they kind of take me out of the story. However, uh, it wasn't like it it it, um, it I wanted to quit the game or anything because this game is good. This game is really good. It is also uh, surprisingly emotional. Uh, the end is quite emotional. Uh, not in a Last of Us way, but it is still it pulls the heartstrings in a good way. Uh, yeah, it's it's I I've I very much enjoyed it. I I did I have to I would be um, amiss if I didn't mention it that I did come across a bug that kind of destroyed one of my save games. I uh, reached out to the developer. They uh, they helped me, and I was actually it was a, it was a bug that they did not discover during Q and A. However, I expect uh, there was a patch recently, uh, and I expect that uh, to be uh, to be fixed. It 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 had uh, it had me replay a part of the game, but since I had already played that game, I could replay it in fifteen minutes. Like the game uh, has two different it has a easy, uh, well it has two difficulties like normal and hard. But basically, the only difference is that if you play hard, you don't have access to any hints from your uh, from your robot. Uh, if you play easy, you can ask your robot for hints, but the hints are not clear cut. They're not always they're not always saying this is what you have to do. Uh, the hints in the first part of the game, and I can't tell you why this is because that again would be spoiling. But the hints in the first part of the game are more vague than the hints in the last in the second half of the game. And they have an in-game explanation for that, which I that that, okay, that is something that, that I really liked. Um, so uh, you can also they also put a limit on the number of hints you can ask if you uh, don't cheat and reload your game. You can ask a maximum of ten hints in the entire game. In the entire game, and that includes uh, okay. that includes asking the same hint twice. Oh wow! So they're really. They're, seems like they're like, okay, we can give you some hints, but you better be yeah. very Not careful too many. with them. Yeah, be careful and with hints. If you play it on the, <laughs> at least there is an in-game hint. Yeah, it is. Of, it is. But sword, I, I, which we, we always ask for. But I, 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 I would have just, but. I would have just gone with um, just having that in the game. And don't, don't, don't. Uh, I think they've made this some a bit more difficult by having mm. those two difficulties. Because one other thing of the difficulty is if you play the normal version, if you press the space bar. The things you can pick up high, high, uh, light up, so it's not a, a hotspot uh, identifier, but um, only the things. And there, to be honest, there are not that many things you can pick up that are lying about. Often they are in a trash mm. can or in a drawer or something like that. So it is less helpful than it looks. It is, it, it, it is still helpful. And, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, it is. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Play this game. I'm. I'm 100 convinced that you both will love it. Yeah, uh, if I'm this, sold. If this, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> if, if this is the the first game of 2021, and this is any indication of what is to come this year, we are again looking at a it, uh, sublime year. It sounds like it's going to be a hell of a year. And this this is Chaos Monkers' first game, and I'm like, 
Whoa! It's really impressive. Yeah. I that's... mean, what now? What is it? What are these people eating, drinking, smoking that they create? That that not just Chaos Monger, <laughs> but the guys from Disco Elysium and and oh, and and Cloudpunk, uh, Cloudpunk. Yeah, and for Cloudpunk like, as well. What the hell? If this it's... is your first game, <laughs> bloody hell! More of these developers, please, because mm-hmm. damn, no, I completely agree. It's it's well, it sounds like I might have to check it out. You then. definitely have to check so it my out. Ba- my backlog might have to. Oh, <laughs> to is it is it Ah, thirteen hours. I mean, I I oh. like between five and ten, but um, the thirteen is fine. Well, yeah, you know, no, and I did have to replay a bit. Uh, and, yeah, you know that's fine. And yeah, I got no, stuck in a few puzzles. It, it depends on the you game. You can probably play it if you if you uh, you can probably uh, uh, if you're smarter than I am, you can probably finish it in ten. However, I enjoyed it, so I don't mind those extra hours. Yeah, like if we compare, for example. You know, like, Sarawak was 99 minutes, but I think that was a perfect line for that game. And Disco Elysium yeah. was close to 40 hours. That was a perfect line for that game. So it yeah. does depend. Yeah, well, I've on, played shorter game games and... that, that felt like they lasted forever. And I've played long games exactly. that I couldn't get enough That's... of. And, I like, same thing with, with uh, Desperados 3, which I I spent almost 60 hours in. I didn't mind because I was having a ton of fun. No, well, that's great. It sounds like I'll have to check it out then. Check out um, Encodia. Yeah, that's available on Steam. Yes. At least. Uh, yes, yeah. and I think also on GOG. Uh, yes, also on GOG. Okay, so uh, that is Encodia. So I think that is that is it. Before we do finish, um, just want to ask you guys, speaking about ga- game length, because I know you two definitely play longer games usually than I do. <laughs> um, you know, I know that I play Disco Elysium. Um, but just wanted to, to put it out there because I did put it out there uh, a few days ago um, to you know about the game length. So does game length affect your decision whether you play or, or buy a game? So not necessarily the quality, uh, but if you know a game is long, like this Elysium, like Desperados, will you be more inclined to, to play? Because I think this also depends on your circumstance. As I mentioned, if you have young kids or if you're... Well, I don't think so. I, I think that is that that statement is colored by your own experiences, because even if I if even if I had kids, I would still play Disco Elysium. It would just take me longer to finish it, but I would definitely still play it. Maybe not constantly. Oh, true. Yeah. I mean, because uh, with me, I I do generally like to play short. I mean, not just three four hour games. You know, I have played you know games that are longer 10, 15 hours. Um, but generally, because as I said, usually if we're not including COVID. I would have like a few hours a week to play free time because I do other stuff as well. And then if it's spring and summer, um, you know, it's generally better weather, although this is Ireland. So, but generally you go out, you know, do different things. So I do like to play usually shorter games that I can finish in a reasonable amount of time. Um, because if I find that I'm playing the same game for a few weeks, I do, uh, I do get uh, kind of, frustrated however mm. good the game is i get i do get that and i think it really does depend because i'm thinking like for example when i played zelda breath of the wild i played that for at least 100 hours and oh, mm. i loved it and i enjoyed it and i could pl- and i'm at wow, least 100, 100 hours it, that's a- uh, well at least because it stops counting i think after 99 on the switch which is a bit annoying it said 99 plus hours and i think it wouldn't count after that so i i definitely but that's just because there's there's a huge world and there's so much to do whereas i think it depends like if you're just pointing and if you're pointing clicking and moving about you know you that would be too much 
uh, to spend on a game, um, I, I think. So it really depends on the genre of the game, what you're doing. Obviously, with these bigger productions, one thing I don't like is like these AAA titles that are just long for the sake of it. And I think The Last of Us almost got that. It just about shied away from it, but there were points I think we all agreed that could have been cut out. Of that. Yeah, or had better pacing. You know, some some padding yeah. that yeah that's but i wouldn't necessarily shy away from a game because of its length but it might just mean it depends what i'm doing but you know that i i enjoy like a mix of both i think i, I like it, to play some short yeah. games it's, it's but, also yeah. completely depending on like um how, how long did it take for you to finish last of us 2 uh, laura it was maybe that i i actually don't remember now maybe like 30 <laughs> hours yeah, it took me 40 yeah, because I'm not good at shooters. You are way better at shooters than I am. So that is also things you have and to I'm keep in mind. You could be com- <laughs> yeah. in a in a in a point of click adventure game. You can get completely stuck on a puzzle, and not being able to progress, and that also makes the game a lot longer for you than uh, than it would for maybe somebody else who immediately sees the solution and and barges through that. Yeah, so it depends. It's how on long the is game. a piece well, of string? How long is exactly? So it depends game. on the game. It depends on, <laughs> I guess you know. Our, you know, our own mental time as well. For for me, because this is not really about quality, it's about, you know, time that I, I like to finish within a reasonable amount of time. It's kind of like if you go to the cinema, there's a three-hour movie or there's a, a movie for 90 minutes. And sometimes you might go, like, you know what, let's just go for 90 minutes because we can do more things. Now, the three-hour movie could be Lord of the Rings or a classic 90-minute movie might not be great, but it's 90 minutes so you can do more things and that might be the only reason. And then you might end up hating the movie and you might have have ended up loving those No, but that's the whole point. It is if I play a four hour game and after two hours I'm bored as fuck, I will probably Mm. not finish that four hour game. But if I play a game like Disco Elysium, which has thrilled me up until the end, I won't even notice that I I put 40 hours in it. Yeah, I think that's the true quality as well. But to do it, to finish up, um, there is a comment from uh, one of our listeners as well, Sarah Joanna, that put this on Twitter. She said as well, she said, to be honest, lately, because of my busy schedule, I tend to look for a bite-sized game that can be done in perhaps two to four hours, something short with impactful story ending. So again, it depends on what people's preferences are. Again, nothing to do with quality. Mm. Again, really good games can be really long, and bad games can be really short. But again, it does depend, I think, on time as well and what people prefer and I, generally I do as well. think it's this idea, it's this feeling people do, you know, people want to be able to complete games. Yes, and if you me, are continuing, yeah, if you're yes. continuing on with the game, you've, you're feeling, oh, I'm still nowhere near the end and there's other games I'm not completing and there's this feel of like, oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of time, <laughs> and, uh, for this year, there will be less interviews. They, I, I love doing the interviews, but they uh, they do take up a lot of time. So I do have some interviews to do, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to release them closer to the time of release of the games uh, rather than a few months or even years before release of the games. So I will be I have interviews, as I said, with um, with Goloso Games and with the guys who are making Incantamentum. And a few oh, yeah. others as well, which I will be releasing, but I'll be releasing those interviews closer to the release of those games. So there won't be an interview every two weeks like now. Again, it'll give me more time to play more games and do more things as well. Um, so next week, I think we'll be off for the first time in a long time because I need a break. And uh, then we'll be back in two weeks again. We'll be talking about games. I have just finished Flight of the Amazon Queen, so I'll be reviewing that. That is an old adventure game from 1995. So I'll give my thoughts on that and whatever else um, I start playing as well. Um, yeah, so you guys very quickly, Laura, you know what you're uh, playing or do you know? 
Uh, well, I'll probably. It depends when the next episode's out, but uh, I'll probably be playing Metropolis, I think, because that's oh, coming, yes. out coming out mid February. Yeah, that's mid Feb. And Ooh, if you nice. if you tune into my Twitch, I will be giving away a Steam code for that. Um, yeah, I've I've got a uh, hopefully getting a Steam code for that, and I'll C- give. Can details. I have one or my included? Nope. <laughs> oh. Well, you can. You have to basically it'll be a giveaway for subscribers. So anyone who subscribes to the channel gets a chance nah. to win it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let, I thought I'd put you people. off. Uh, yeah, but yeah, anyway, which is twitch.tv forward slash up. But yeah, anyway, I'll be playing Metropolis. So looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Cool. And you, Thomas? You... Well, um, I have, again, so much to choose from. Um, <laughs> and I haven't streamed in a, in a while because the games I was playing, either uh, I couldn't stream in Beyond or wasn't allowed to stream in the case of Encodia. Oh, yeah. um, mm. However, I, I got Creeks as a Christmas present from a friend, and I think I'm going to play that one. And I also got I also got Roki recently in a, in a, in, ah, in a Steam sale. For half the price, so I'm also looking forward to maybe diving into that one. But that one is a bit longer, uh, so I'm mm-hmm. thinking of maybe um, <laughs> mixing it up. Oh, but that's infected anyway. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we, I want to have something to talk about next time. So maybe I'll I'll go for Flight of the Amazon as well because I also never played that one when it came out. It it is free on GOG. Yeah, I have it. I have it. Yeah, it's so uh, we can maybe compare it with cer- to certain other games from that era. <laughs> We can have a, we can, have two hours. We can have a discussion about that one, definitely. I'm sure we you will. are not the only one with that opinion, I have noticed. Uh, and what that opinion is, we'll talk about next time. We'll talk about <laughs> next time. Which will, I'm guessing it will be controversial. Could <laughs> it's going to be could very be. controversial. Okay. Um, so, thank you, guys. Thank you for well, thank you people for listening. And thanks to two of you, Thomas and Laura, for joining me as always. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. So... Until then, take care, everyone. Keep on questing. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.